Hello, welcome to Codependent and Shit. What's up, guys? How are we doing? How are we doing? I haven't been well, guys. (laughs) Straight up. And that's why I'm recording this. Because I felt like I should wait. I should wait until I'm in a better place to record. I've also had a lot of... uh, Recently where I'm like... Why do I even have a podcast? Why do I even feel like I have any right or reason to speak about any of these things? And then... It's always when I'm like getting in that mind space, head space, whatever, that I'll get a message from someone. And literally like that day I got a message from, she's like a therapist. She's a therapist. Yeah. Out of state. She messaged me and she's like, I recommend your podcast to my psychotherapy clients. And I think you speak about narcissism and codependency better than any professional I've ever talked to. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Did you send this to the right person? I'm telling you guys, I got imposter syndrome, like, bad. I'm always like, who am I? Because I'm still struggling with all this stuff I talk about. Uh, It's currently. But it doesn't mean you can't speak. Like, I've been like, I need to wait till I'm in more of, like, a recovered place to speak about what I've been going through. But, no, I'm going to speak about this stuff right now while I'm in it because, A, it helps me to talk about it on here. And it helps other people to know they're not going through it alone right now um so I'm just gonna record this and um I want to talk about rock bottom because yesterday I had to look up podcasts just to get through the day yesterday I don't know why yesterday was actually I do know why there's a lot of factors but was like the most broken beat down just I wanted to give up on life I wanted to be done. And I was like, there's no hope for anything. There's no hope for me. Like, I should just bow out. And I had to sit there and and to get through my day, my work day, because I'm back to work, was to look through podcasts, looking for podcast episodes about rock bottom. And so I'm going to record a fucking episode about rock bottom. And I'm going to record it while I still am only a week out of rock bottom. I literally hit rock bottom a week ago. And here's what I want to talk about rock bottom. They say if you're in recovery for anything, any addiction, but a lot of like, usually it's commonly used with substance abuse, is that you have to have rock bottom or you have multiple rock bottoms. I've had a lot of bottoms, what I thought were bottoms, but I don't know. For me, I had the most rock bottom, like without question rock bottom and it wasn't even about how I was feeling because usually I would consider my rock bottoms to be this way I felt where I just didn't want to like be here anymore this was like my actions like the things I did in my life a week ago were completely out of control and I am so beyond lucky that I didn't get arrested that I didn't die and that I didn't lose my son I'm not kidding I can't I don't even know who I was. I don't know. I was, like, possessed. And I'm not going to go into too much detail because it's honestly been, like, a week of me being in the most utter shame and disgust with myself that I've ever felt. Just, I seriously, like, couldn't even process it. 
and I didn't feel normal for a week. But without going into too much detail, I spiraled um, on Father's Day. Father's Day is always fucked up for me because, you know, I got my own daddy issues. I'm a single mom, so I'm always a little resentful on Father's Day. And this Father's Day, I went out to my dad's house. This is the first Father's Day I think I've ever spent with him. And I thought, like, oh, I'm fine. And then when I get out there, my dad's girlfriend, who's a fucking kook, and I don't know, dude, she's always been shady. I'm not going to go into detail, but I'm sure you could assume that if I don't have a healthy relationship with my dad, that my dad's not a person that has the healthiest relationships himself. So, <sighs> this woman, like, really drilled into me on Father's Day that my my dad's getting old and die, and, like, basically that he's dying, and that I need to be, like, caretaking him and I live two hours away I have a son I work full-time I'm a full-time single parent I just lost my mom a year ago I have so much going on in my own life trying to just get sober and get my get okay so when she told me that I was I spiraled I was like I can't handle this I'm gonna lose my other parent I'm 30 which it is it's not far from happening my dad's pushing 80 years old he's getting old you can tell but she really was drilling into me. I don't know what her reasoning was. It's not my not my uh, business right now to go into that or figure it out. I don't even need to. But all I know is I spiraled after that. But I was already spiraling. I was already drinking the second I got to my dad's. It was like, all bets are off. And I, I spiraled. I met up with a friend later that night out there. And I used... A drug that I have not done since I was like in my early 20s. I don't know what the fuck I was. I wasn't thinking. I went and looked for my aunt's pills. Because my aunt's a pill head. She's not home at the house right now. So I went and found her pills. Don't even know what I was taking. All I know, all I need to say is I went to a psychosis. I didn't sleep. And I went to a psychosis. I had to go. I had. I was taken away by the police. And brought to a place overnight out there. And... I got into two car accidents and it, it's just, I'm, I'm so lucky that I didn't get a DUI that I didn't get, I didn't put my son in danger, which I potentially did. It's just disgusting and appalling. And I seriously didn't feel normal for a week. I, <clears throat> I even went to the emergency room by like day five. Cause I was like, am I okay? Cause I still was like out of it. I was literally hallucinating you guys hallucinating. I saw demons. I was talking to demons in my dad's living room. I still have like videos I was taking. That is rock bottom for me. I don't do shit like that. Like, what the fuck? But anyways, I just want to talk about rock bottom. Because is rock bottom an emotional state? Yes, but it also could be like, I think it's, I think it's your life. If you're making choices that are putting your entire life at jeopardy, or things that you would never do that are so out of character. Because this for me was like so out of character. Like I don't do shit like that. I don't do that. Especially if my son's with me. Like I do not. I'm like a helicopter parent. I'm so paranoid. So this was disgusting for me. I still I still have a hard time thinking about it. And I was supposed to return to work in the next few days after that. And I couldn't. I had to extend my, my leave from work. Um... And I just want to start by saying COVID fucked me and so many people up. 
I'm back to the office for the first time in over two years. I didn't realize when I got sent home how much the isolation was affecting me. But that's when I really started drinking a lot. I started drinking a lot because I didn't have to worry about a hangover. I could just roll out of bed. And like I barely, you know, everyone working from home is hardly working. Let's be real. I don't believe anyone's like done their like top game. So I was just living the life, doing pretty much whatever with my laptop and and drinking every night was like, you know, what else am I going to do? I can't see people. And then eventually during COVID that turned into doing drugs again. That turned into a lot of cocaine. Usually when, no, when I didn't have my son, this is why I got scary. Cause that used to be not even two years ago, I wouldn't even use or really drink if my son was with me only when I didn't have him. And the fact that it became that, that boundary went away is so fucking scary to me. So to be realistic, I dove into substances again so hard during COVID and the isolation just messed with me. And for a while I was just not dealing well. And then I lost my mom last year. And then I got into a relationship with a narcissist, total like narcissist. You guys know if you listen to the podcast. That's how I kind of dealt with my mom's death. It was like six months since she died. And I met this guy and he just, you know, checked off every box of being. I love those guys. I love those life ruiners. And um, I, I got head over heels into this relationship that destroyed me and then instead of dealing with the breakup because I don't deal with anything I don't know I don't have any coping skills I don't know how to cope besides drink about it do drugs about it or date a guy and just get so overly like obsessed with some guy as a distraction or shopping or fucking anything to just get me out of the present moment with myself. To just to just face my fucking self. So I dove into the relationship. And then after we broke up, what did I do? I took off to Hawaii by myself. Escape. Thinking that's going to fix my problem. And then in Hawaii, I was like miserable. I drank every day. So I checked myself into rehab two days after I get home. I left rehab early. And I've... It's been an up and down shit show since rehab of me thinking I'm not an an alcoholic, of me thinking I'm not an addict, seriously off and on being like, no, I can do this moderately. I can do this moderately. No, I fucking can't. I can't do anything moderately. I don't drinking and that whole entire lifestyle of escaping and and that uh, societal norm. I fucking can't stand that it's that it's like the way of the world to drink. And to party and to use. And that it's so ingrained in us that it's like normal. It's not fucking normal. It ruins your fucking life. It's inauthentic connection. You're not really having real genuine connections with people. I was listening to something earlier. I was talking about how like you think alcohol is like the lubricant of connection. But alcohol is actually the cock block of connection. And it's so true. It's so fucking true. And if you've been living your life based around drinking as like your personality and drugs you don't have any authentic connection you don't know how to authentically connect and that's me but dude this whole process of facing that I'm an alcoholic I'm an addict that I'm an addict for a lot of things and and that I have to literally part ways with my entire identity that I've been 
for the past 30 years has been the hardest thing ever. Like I still am struggling with it right now. I'm like, I have to cut off my old life, my old friends. I'm thinking about making a new Instagram. Like, I don't like, what's the point of this old Instagram that has like thousands of people that I met in my old life. Like I have to have a new life. My, my old life is not going to work anymore for me. And that's what I've been struggling so much since rehab to accept and do is like, accept that my old self has to die. Like literally And it's so much easier said than done. I've probably talked about this like a year ago, a year and a half ago on this podcast. I'm still struggling with it because who am I without alcohol? Who am I without partying? Who am I without, you know, dating men, dating men? Like I I just think it's so like there's this part of me that just loves to just get that attention and, and, um, be like a little female life ruiner myself like I talk a lot of shit on men being men life ruiners but like I I'm easily can be a female life ruiner and um there's a part of me that like thinks it's like revenge I'm like you know men do this to me or have done this to me so I do it back I'm gonna play them back and it's not it's not cool it's not cool and that's my using self that's my alcoholic identity that those activities, the scandalousness, the like dating multiple men, it always requires drinking because I don't feel good about it or using because I can't consciously, I don't feel good about that. So if I'm doing shit like that, it goes hand in hand with I'm drinking. I'm not in my authentic self because my authentic self doesn't want to do that shit. There, but there's this part of me that like she just doesn't want to die. This old bitch... She's like, let's fuck shit up. What? Oh, you're trying to better yourself? Not today. Not today. Today, we're going to ruin it. We're going to blow it. Let's go find, let's go find a, a, a benzo. You're feeling some type of way today? Let's go, let's go find a new guy to date. I think that's going to fix everything. No, none of this shit fixes anything. You know what the only thing that's going to fix anything? It's just fucking sit through it, the pain. Ride through the fucking pain. I wanted to stay as a victim so much in these last few months. I wanted to just wallow in self-pity and be like, I'm not going to get better. I'm not going to get better. I give up. I am give up. But it's do or fucking die. It's D-Day. It's D-Day, bitches. You either ride or you fucking die. One foot in front of the other. Today might be feel like the worst day of your fucking life. Like my day felt yesterday. But some the fuck how I dragged myself to a meeting with my sponsor, a women's meeting, no men, which is what I didn't realize I needed. Because why am I trying to meet men in these rooms? Of course I fucking am because that's that little sick part of me. That sick little bitch (laughs) is in there. It's like, but we could date. We should date. We should find a guy to date. No, we should just figure our, our shit out. It's all a distraction, but all I want to say about rock bottom and being in that where you feel like the world is, nothing's going to get better and you just want to die. That's how I felt yesterday is that if you haven't done it, if you haven't removed yourself from this earth, you've already made it that far. You didn't do it. And all you can do is put one foot in front of the other 
which is whatever the fuck that next foot looks like, is get yourself out. Nobody can get you out except yourself. You have to be done. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you gonna are you ready to admit that drinking and using is only perpetuating all of your issues and your healing? It's stop it's it's stopping any progress with any of that stuff. You're not healing if you're not feeling. That's just the facts. It's killing you to use substances. It's it's killing you to overdo anything. It's bad for you. Anything can become an addiction if you overdo it. And all these addictions are is escapism. It's escaping. Escaping some kind of pain, some way we don't want to fucking feel. I w- I didn't know when I was going back to work what I was getting myself into, but I did. I'm I've during COVID some the fuck how I got a promotion. Thank you God. And I have a new position. I have new people I was going to be in office with, but I knew <clears throat> after my leave, I was going back to office and my new office location was going to be close by my, my narcissist ex's house. And I knew it was pretty close, but I thought, you know what? I'm not letting this man keep me down anymore. But I also didn't realize yesterday when I was coming to work that I didn't even really deal with the relationship. I took off to Hawaii and then I went to rehab and I was just, you know, off and on using, not using, just distracting myself also dating <clears throat> yesterday I realized how close I am to his house how much the area reminds me of him because we used to you know go do stuff around this area and I literally was sick to my stomach nauseous when I was leaving I saw I could see his damn car I was dry heaving I was seriously like trauma I don't know some of us don't realize that our bodies are really smart and our bodies will react to like emotions and situations that subconsciously we don't even recognize we're reacting to so like on a conscious level you might think oh this doesn't bother me I don't care but if you're feeling sick like unfunctional unfunctional it's not even a word (laughs) dysfunctional it's it could be like a trauma response your body knows your body is smart your body reacts and yesterday I was just nauseous and that's always whenever I'm really going through something emotionally charged and traumatic like I found out he had a rape charge pretty shortly after we broke up I had like a whole day where I was just nauseous and I was like dry heaving and like burping and it's just like I was just my body reacting and um I felt like that yesterday and I didn't realize, you know, but I was like, I didn't even deal with the breakup really, you know, like I, I just tried to escape it. I tried to escape my pain and I went into recovery, but I've also tried to like slip out of recovery a few times. Like I'm so, it's so easy for me to get in denial that I'm an addict, that I'm not an alcoholic. Like I'll so easily, and that's the part of you that is an addict or an alcoholic is the little party that goes like, you know what? I think we could like just drink beer or we could just drink um, moderately or we can just drink on weekends or it never fucking lasts. That doesn't last. How often does that last? I'll do that for like maybe a month at the most and then somehow I'll wind up doing some stupid shit and hating myself and I'll be binging again. It doesn't work to do moderation. It's abstinence or or nothing. 
I'm just so done. So I think rock bottom is when you're just fucking done. You're fucking done. You're really fucking done. When is it enough to be really fucking done? And you have to do it for yourself. I've done sobriety for people's dating a lot of times. Even my recent ex, my psycho ex. We were sober a little bit. Not really. When he, I wasn't with him, I would drink. When he, the one night he'd go home, I'd drink. Because I was so, I knew, and my gut always knew he was bad for me. But I, and I feel this discomfort with him. I'd have to take like sedatives if we weren't like drinking. Once we were sober, I'd still take these like spicy Benadryls that I had that like are like sedatives over the counter, I think. But because I was so like, my body knew this man wasn't safe for me. And at any rate, I just want to say that rock bottom is when you've just had enough of yourself, I think. Enough of yourself and your lack of ability to deal and cope and your lack of ability to just face your fucking demons head on and lack of ability to just bite the fucking bullet and realize that you have to do the hard thing. The hard thing is going to be to heal to stop the bullshit what's the bullshit escaping running to alcohol running to drugs running to a man running to a woman running to something to take you out of the present moment that's rock bottom are you done with it it's ride or die time And I'm fucking done. I'm so fucking done. And if I record this episode in vain and I, like, go back, I'm going to hate myself. But I hope that I don't. And I can't make any guarantees because I might. I might relapse again in 30 days. I hope I don't. But I feel like I... I feel like I won't. Because I feel like I really hit my bottom. And if I don't stop, I'm going to lose my son. I'm going to go to jail or I'm going to fucking die. And I don't want to die. And that's another thing, you guys. If you're messing with drugs off the street, you're asking for it. These drugs aren't how they used to be. They're all cut with fentanyl. They're all cut. That's why people are dropping like flies. One of my really good friends from my 20s just passed away. We're pretty sure it was a fentanyl thing. And that could have been me a week ago. And the fact I dealt with my grief about her by using is so stupid. So fucking stupid. Because why would I... But how does that help? I'm going to join, join, become part of it. That's stupid. So, anyways, if you're going through it, just know you're not alone. I'm going through it too. I don't even know how I'm functioning, but somehow, by the grace of God, I have hope. By the grace of a meeting, by the grace of being vulnerable in the meeting I went to, where I just, I cried my fucking eyes out to these girls And I told them I need a friend. And I told them how hopeless I felt. And that I want to give up. And two of them gave me their hope chips. And I swear to God I've been like holding them in my hand. For like 24 hours practically. Because that's where I'm at. I have to. Just to get through right now. Just to get through every day right now. Even though I know it's going to get better. There's no amount of lists of things going wrong in your life. That someone else isn't also going through. And you can get through it. 
but only you can pull yourself out of it. It's radical self-responsibility and trusting God. I I couldn't even fathom that there's a reason I'm going through all these things. Like, I, I don't even, I haven't even shared how many things are actually going wrong, have gone wrong in the last few months. I'm talking financially, everything. But today I've decided I trust that my higher power has put me in this position for a reason. Whether it makes sense to me right now or not, there's a reason I'm here. There's a reason I'm going through this and it'll make sense one day. And maybe it's to help someone else. I don't know. We'll see. But the fact I'm even alive today is is a miracle to me and a blessing. And um, that I still have my son. So do it for yourself. And if you need someone, I'm here for you. You know how to reach me. I always put it in the show notes. All right? I love you guys. Bye.